Welcome, 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 welcome everybody to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, aka Mr. Town Business. Man, it's been a while. Um, was out all last week on a nice, lovely vacation. Um, so I feel good. Took a week off. Um, first legit vacation in probably over almost a year and a half or something like that. I know a lot of y'all are probably in the same boat as me. So, um, you know, just a nice time away with, with, with the loved ones and the loved one, I should say. And man, when I say it was a good trip, it was, it was an amazing trip. So, um, I feel good, but you know, we back at it like a crack addict and we, you know, we got some things that we need to talk about. Um, seen a couple of things, stayed off of social media for the whole entire week and just embraced the moment. But I did see something about the Oscars um, receiving the lowest rating ever. Um, Two things. Does anybody even watch the Oscars? And two, does anybody even care anymore? Um, You know, I think social media and other contents, you know, tell you, you know, it's not even worth it. Not to mention, I've always been um, one of those people that questions the Oscars. Like, one, who are these people that determines what's a good movie? Um, I know that a couple of years ago, you know. Avengers Endgame was the highest grossing movie of all time like to me I feel like if that's the highest grossing movie of all time shouldn't that win best picture um but you know if it's always something like um Life of Pi or something like that that nobody even even heard of that wins best best uh picture or something like that so um uh there's even talks that possibly the Oscars are probably not even going to be televised next year which would be much to my pleasure because um, yeah, I can't even tell you when's the last time I watched the Oscars, um, cause I really don't care because the stuff that they tell you to watch, it ain't worth, it ain't, it ain't jiving with me. I put it like that. So, um, that was really, really good to see. Um, and I keep hoping that it, it, it goes downward with the Oscars, but you know, uh, I think next year will be a determining factor as well. So, um, so shout out to the Oscars tanking cause that makes me feel good. And yeah. And then this weekend, um, Everybody knows if you follow me on Instagram at Money Compton, if you follow uh, me on Twitter at uh, Sports Business, S P R T Z B I Z N E S S, everybody knows I'm a huge sneakerhead. So, um, you know, they had a couple of drops out here. You know, the Travis Scott Sixes came out, I believe, Friday since it was his birthday. Um, and then also some Flint Red Retro 13s came out Saturday. And I've been in the game for a hot minute now, but. Um, I don't know what's going on in the sneaker culture, but it's definitely just, it ain't what it used to be. It's getting worse. These, especially the Nike, the Nike sneaker app um, is probably the trashest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just getting worse and worse where it's not even really worth you even trying to get shoes because if, if it's not bots, it's Nike just literally just giving people the luck of the draw, which it doesn't even feel like it's a lucky draw because... I've, you know, I had about three or four different people try to uh, put in for the Travis Scott sixes, didn't come out. And even Foot Locker, Foot Action and Champs, that little chain, they're starting to kind of get a little finicky with their um, apps as well. So, you know, the people with the bots and I spoke to a guy actually while I was on vacation who owns a bot and he was just saying, you know, even for bots, um, bot owners, it's starting to get even harder for them to win. So I'm like, well, bot people who own bots aren't even winning. Like, who the hell are winning these shoes? Um, so it's just, you know, it's just a, 
you know, bad situation. Um, you know, Kobe, the Kobe Bryant, found, uh, the, the state of Kobe Bryant has also um, disbanded or cut severed ties with Nike just due to that reason as well as that sneakers aren't just available for everyone. And, you know, they're, they're, they done dipped off with Nike. Not to mention, they didn't even give Kobe uh, um, the, the, the state a lifetime contract, which is really interesting on why I don't know Nike did that, but I mean, that's their loss. So whoever ends up picking up the Kobe, Kobe Bryant estate, they about to make guap. So, um, but yeah, that's just my two, two grievances out here, but, um, we got a couple things we need to talk about. So, you know, um, LeBron James brought up a good point or not even a good point. He sounds very, ah, man, it sounds, sounds bad to say this, but he's, he's been taking some L's recently. Um, but you know, he, he was, he went viral again. Um, not for the right reasons, but well, it depends on who you ask. I feel like it's very hypocritical. Um, last year when they had the play in tournament, mind you, then the LA Lakers were the number one overall seed in the play, uh, in the playoffs last year. Now the Lakers this year with AD missing 20 some odd games and LeBron James missing about 20 games. And he also is missing tonight's game against the Denver Nuggets. You know, they're, they're tied for fifth place in the Western conference. And at the rate they're going, they may be in that seventh seed where they'll have to play in that playing tournament. And now he's saying that, uh, you know, whoever thought of the playing tournament needs to be fired. Well, last year when you were the number one overall seed, you weren't saying that. You were actually saying that it's a great idea. So now that you actually have to possibly play, let's just say the seven and eight seed, those two teams will play each other. The winner of that will become the seventh seed. And then the team of the nine, eight, ninth and tenth seed will play the loser or the winner of the seven, eight seed. We can actually have a Steph Curry Golden State Warrior team against a LeBron James LA Laker team playing the play in tournament. Now, I ain't gonna lie, you talking about a one game winner take all match, that's not a bad look for the NBA. Um, that's not a that's that's a really good look for the NBA, actually. So it just, you know, I kind of personally like it. Um, it actually is giving more teams a reason not to tank. So really, if you look at the overall season this year, there hasn't really been too many teams that have been tanking. You got the Houston Rockets that lost about 17 or 18 games in a row. Um, the Thunder, they've lost a boatload of games in a row as well, but it's not like they're tanking. It's just they don't have the assets to even compete. <clears throat> so you, you take all of that in consideration. And even on the East, you got the Hawks that look terrible, but once when they got um, Nick McMillan in there, they, they've been balling. You got the Knicks that are irrelevant again. You have pretty much every team that's pretty much in it um, outside of a couple of teams that just ain't got ain't got the, the, the star power, ain't got the resources to make things happen. So... I think the play-in tournament actually is a good idea. It's actually keep putting a competitive balance around the league. Then there's the quick, you know, then there's the flip side. <clears throat> Does the play-in tournament is, is that a successful season for you? Um, if you make it into the play-in tournament, some would probably say yeah because they they're they're in the playoffs technically. Um, so we'll see. But I, it just doesn't look really really cool. And LeBron James a year ago was on board with the playing tournament, but now since it's inconveniencing him and that there's a possibility that he may be sitting home. If they lose, they keep falling out of the seventh seed and they lose the play-in tournament. And they're just out of the out, out of the playoffs all the way together, and they don't even have a chance to uh, go for a repeat. It doesn't look good, and it looks very hypocritical. And it's just, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's not that I don't know. It's just, it's not a bad look for LeBron. Um, personally, I wouldn't, li- I wouldn't mind seeing a Golden State Warrior versus the LA Lakers in the play-in tournament. I think that would get a lot of eyeballs in there, and it'll be good for the league. Now, I will say this, if the Lakers are somehow able to 
be the seventh or eighth seed and they have to end up playing Utah. If somehow the Lakers can finally get healthy, I know Dennis Schroeder is on COVID uh, restrictions right now. Um, we don't know how gimpy LeBron's going to be. He's saying that he may never be back to 100% ever again in the rest of his career. Um, I don't know if that's a bluff, or but if anybody knows his body, it's him. But I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't consider them beating the Jazz in the first round as an upset. Um, that's, that's just me. I wouldn't call that an upset. Um uh, so you know it may it may work in their favor if they play their options right if they can just stay healthy and mesh together and get it together it may work so um that's something to look out to um but we'll go from there but yeah lebron you you ain't it ain't looking good you know you sound very hypocritical right now and you know i get it that it's not working in your favor but it is what it is um but yeah and also this past weekend uh, we had one of the more uh <laughs> I like to say it's one of the more overrated uh, events in sports, and that's the NFL draft. It, it's it's the one, it's the one four, five, four, three or four days that gives a lot of these loser teams some false sense of hope that you know that the players that they, they their favorite teams end up drafting uh, will come and save the franchise. And there was a lot of draft NFL draft winners and losers, I should say. And I would actually say, I actually really, one of the biggest takeaways is, I like what the Jacksonville Jaguars did. I, I think with the number one overall pick with Trevor Lawrence, a.k.a. Sunshine from Remember the Titans, I think that was a good move. I think being able to pick up Travis Etienne um, late in the first round, uh, his college teammate, the running back for him, was a really, really good look. Um, the 49ers was a very interesting pick with them picking up Trey Lance um, out of North Dakota State. Just because the last person that came out of North Dakota State in the first round was Carson Wentz, a.k.a. Prince Harry, and he hasn't really fair panned out too well. I know the year that they won the Super Bowl, he blew his ACL out, and he was probably having an MVP-worthy season, but outside of that, he hasn't really looked good and ended up losing his job in Philadelphia. Now he's in Indianapolis, so we'll see what ends up happening with him, but I'm not too big on drafting a quarterback in the FCS uh uh, category in college football, so um, we'll see what Trey Lance ends up doing. I, I it, the 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 Niners did give up the yard to get him. They gave up the whole entire farm, I should say, to to get that uh, to get him. So we'll see what they end up doing. Is he going to be a, a, a day a week one starter? I don't know. Um, that depends on how OnlyFans Jimmy Garoppolo looks uh, during preseason. Um, and if he can even stay healthy, so that's that's something to even look out to. Um, as far as my beloved Las Vegas Raiders. Um, them picking up uh, the the offensive tackle in the first round, which a lot of people were, most experts actually didn't even have him going in the first round, um, is very very interesting as well. You have uh, you know, it's it just it's it's interesting. You got Alex Leatherwood, um, who who won you know one of the best offensive linemen um, in college football last year. Um, but he played at left tackle, and the the, Warriors, uh, the the Raiders already have a starting left tackle in Colton Miller, but he has injury problems. He's not always healthy. So um, they try to address a couple of issues on in their secondary. We'll see how that looks. Um, but I like to see that they could have got another pass rusher probably in the first round. Um, they could have probably got another wide receiver because I will be the first one to admit I don't know if Henry Ruggs III is a legitimate number one receiver. I think he's a good person that can stretch the field for the nine route and a, and a fly route. They got John Brown, who's okay, but them letting go of uh, Nelson Aguilar definitely hurt them. So being able to get a playmaker receiver, 
that would have been something that they should they could have got. Um, I know they have Darren Waller, who's their all pro tight end, but you know, you still need another receiver out there. If you look at how the Kansas City Chiefs mold is, you got Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey, um, you got uh, Nico Hardman, Robinson, um, and you know, that that trio, they 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 still they work around Travis Kelsey, but they have other players that complement him. Darren Waller is a is probably their number one receiver, but also he ain't you know, Henry Ruggs had a very disappointing rookie season. Um, I like that they drafted the safety um, because I'm Jonathan A. John Jonathan Abram doesn't look like someone who can. He's a good he's a good guy who can you know who's a heat seeking missile that'll give you the boomstick. But this guy can't cover cover a blanket. Like he can't cover he can't cover nothing. Um, so I hope that's what he's working on this off season is working his coverage skills because he you know he can't do nothing. He's always playing in the playing around the line of scrimmage. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why the Raiders had probably one of the worst secondaries in NFL history last year was because he couldn't cover. Um, I will say a big loser is probably going to be Justin Fields. Um, him going to Chicago. And I know Chicago was a, was a, they, they made the playoffs last year, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a morale booster, but I, I just don't think Chicago's just one of those franchises where it just it just it's just one of those false sense of hopes. You know, they drafted Mitchell Trubisky a couple years ago. That didn't work. They're trying to, trying to get Justin Fields, but he has a terrible offensive line that he has no one. The offensive line's terrible. He has nobody to throw the ball to. Um, you know, uh, I think I even had a running back from the Bears who I can't even name. That was on one of my fantasy teams this year. I don't even know this dude's name. Um, but you know. I think that him going to the Bears isn't going to save their um, franchise um, because he doesn't have a line and he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. So um, I think that's a lose-lose situation for Justin Fields. It would have been nice for him to possibly go to maybe Atlanta, where he's from. Atlanta with uh, agent Matt Ryan. He could have probably just been his protege for a couple of years as opposed to then drafting Kyle Pitts, but that's neither here or there. Um, you know, there, there's a couple of other places that he could have went, um, that would, that was a little bit more interesting. Um, but I, another, a, sne- a sleeper pick that a lot of people aren't talking about. I like Mac Jones going to new England. Uh, Mac Jones going to new England is, you know, a lot of people say he's very Tom Brady esque as it is. Um, not the most mobile quarterback. He's a traditional pocket passer. Um, but I think he's going to be able to give, I'm not going to say he's going to be the week one starter, um, in this upcoming season, but I think just him sitting back and looking at, or being under the tutelage of Bill Belichick and seeing what Cam Newton has to offer. I think he's going to be a good solid pro. I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Tom Brady or anything like that, but I think he's going to be a consistent pro. And, you know, if you look at his numbers, um, last season, they're nothing to scoff at. Um, and I know it was abbreviated season. It was a COVID season, but, um, you know, you can't take that away from him. Um, I, I, I think he's, I think he's there. Threw for 4,500 yards, 41 touchdowns last year. I know he had Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, probably the best one-two punch ever in college football as far as receivers goes. But, you know, I, I really, really like that pick. Um, I'm excited to see what they do. Jalen Waddle linking up with Tua Tonga Lavoya um, over there at Miami is going to be a nice one. Um, and also, uh, uh, Chase going to the Bengals, Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, linking up with Joe Burrow. That's going to be nice to see. So you got a couple of college college teammates that are coming in. 
that looks like it's gonna it's gonna work out but um yeah it's for the most part I, I just always have never really been a fan of the NFL draft because a lot of these players it's always the players that you don't hear about that plan out well and the players that have all the hype usually don't pan out well so um it's just one of those false sense of securities that you know it gives people for the weekend thinking that they're gonna make playoff noise or anything like that and it ends up being you know the same spectacle every year so um that's my biggest takeaway the nfl draft um my winners i'm gonna say new england i like what jacksonville did with their new head coach um you know i'm not really mad at what miami did um they had a whole bunch of a plethora of first round picks as well um and then some losers you know the the raiders i mean it's my team and all but they out here catting in these streets and it is what it is um i i really wish they would have tried to go after a, a stud pass pass rusher and uh, maybe another linebacker but they try to adjust their secondary so we'll see how that looks um i think they're going to a 3-4 defense this year so we'll, we'll see how it goes but you got that the cowboys were another set of losers again this year probably in the draft they didn't really address their secondary issues um as well as their offensive line the offensive line's getting older and you know it, you know america's team it ain't really looking like america's team so um yeah, I, I think that that's one way of looking at it, um, and that's my take on the uh, the NFL draft. It's always just one of those hype hype beast things that just doesn't really make make any sense at all. But uh, it is what it is. But um, I do want to talk about this as well because this happened today. wasn't really on my pre production slate, but. Um, you know, we got to start looking at Russell Westbrook as far as at least being in the discussions of being an MVP. Um, you know, I think Russell Wilson or Russell Wilson, but Wilson, Russell Westbrook easily should be in the discussions for um, at least in the talks of, of MVP. This dude had 21 boards, 24 assists um, in another triple double. Um, and this is the fir- fourth time in his career where he's averaged a triple-double throughout his whole entire season. Uh, and he's also the only player to have multiple 20 assists and 20 rebound games in NBA history. Only other person that did that, Wilt Chamberlain. Um, and the Wizards are low-key moving closer to the playoff standings. Um, they they right there. Even though he had a, only 14 points, this dude's out here balling, man. And, and for him to be able to, to, to average another triple-double, um, the fourth time and the only other person that did it one time was Oscar Robinson. Starting to start putting, starting to start putting some respect on that man's name because he's 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 balling. And if people are trying to throw Steph Curry's name in MVP, then you got to start throwing Russell Westbrook's name in MVP. Um, I think it's time to start giving the Brody his roses. And um, yeah, it, it's it's time. Um, I think this year's MVP is wide open. I know everyone's saying that they want to give it to um, Jokic, but I know he's played practically every game this season. Joel Embiid missed some time. LeBron was out. Um, you still got Steph Curry, but he's not winning. He's not winning any, you know, he's not, they're not considered title contender. They're not considered title contenders. So I don't know how the voters are going to reward that. Uh, same thing with Russell Westbrook. Are you going to, are you going to reward them coming off of the blocks early out the season? Um, really, really slow. So I, I don't know. Um, I, 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 I don't know. But I, I definitely think that he should get he should get some votes. He should definitely get some votes. 
and go from there. But, you know, we got to start putting Russell Westbrook and put some respect on that man's name because he's he's balling. Um, and he's got he's got the the the, the Wizards, you know, they're, they're playing pretty good ball. Um, they're playing pretty good ball right now. And, you know, even though they're five games under 500, um, they they they've vastly improved easily. Um, and right now they're in the 10th spot. Um, so they would be considered a play in game right now. So it's 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 there. It's there for them to, to take it. Um, but I definitely think that uh, the Russell Westbrook definitely needs to have some respect in his name. We got to start putting it there for him. So. Um, with that being said, man, it is time for the Sports Business Podcast, available on all platforms, the dummy of the day. <sighs> I had one that I was thinking about doing, and then my sister, actually, shout out to my, my sister who, who does all of the behind the scenes work here on the show, who works very, very hard, sends me an article this morning, back from my hometown, um, and it was, it was, it's kind of disturbing. Um, and it happened in my, in our hometown, Oakland, California. Um, and this is out of, uh, the CBS outlet, KPIX, shout out to KPIX, channel five out there in the Bay area. There was apparently a basketball tournament that happened in Oakland this past weekend. Kids basketball, AAU tournament. And an Asian American team was called a racial slur by the opposing team. And then also punched during the game. Um, he was punched in the head and allegedly called racial slurs during a tournament basketball game Saturday in Oakland, and it was all caught on video. What makes the situation even worse, um, the the parents of the attack player said that it's the players behind the physical alterca- altercation were only reprimanded after frustration. frustrated parents demanded something to be done. Which means that if it wasn't for the parents really saying something, then they wouldn't have did anything. Um, which is sad. Um, and here we are again with some type of Asian hate going on in our in our nation, but also we're doing it at an AAU level. And for those of you who don't know, I did I have coached in AAU ball um, some time ago, and I've also been around a whole bunch of kids playing basketball as well. Um, you know, you 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 can hear people doing the name calling and things like that, but. You know, if you want to talk about someone's game being trash or, they, you know, they, they're not good. Okay, that's one form of trash talking. But when you're out here calling people racial slurs and now you're punching kids, um, that, that's a no-fly zone. And so I hope this team never gets invited to another tournament ever again because they don't need to be in the tournament. I hope the coach is somewhat responsible um, for letting that even happen. And I hope the players on that team all try to get their money back from from the coach because they're not going to be able to get accepted to any other AAU tournaments. And it's, you know, with COVID restrictions starting to ease up, I'm pretty sure Las Vegas is going to start having those co- uh, AAU tournaments this summer. Um, I already know that Southern California is going to start doing some uh, later on this month. So it, it's time. For, this team isn't going to get any type of run anymore. Um, so, but as a, co- as a coach, you, you can't, you can't let this happen and the players need to be recommended. And I honestly think there needs to be, there needs to be some form of charges being dropped, uh, uh, put on at least at a minimum to the coach. So, um, you, you know, we'll see what ends up happening, but that is definitely my sports business podcast, big dummy of the day. Um, the fact that nobody, uh, nobody even apologized to the, to the, to the victim is even sad, but 
Um, it is, you know, we, we got to do better, y'all. Um, we, we definitely got to do better. And we got to show what good sportsmanship is all about. Um, and you also got to know how to lose gracefully. And you also got to know how to be a, 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 a good uh, winning grace. And if you can't do neither one of those, then you're, you're sending a bad message for our future generation. So um, it's sad that it happened. Um, but I hope I don't have to do one of these stories again. But I, I couldn't... Uh, um, I couldn't have been more sad to see this. So, uh, you know, that concludes the show. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can find us on Twitter at Sports Business, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also check us out on the website, sportsbusiness.com. Until then, y'all stay safe, and we'll run this back next week. We out. <laughs>